now I got the money, I don't know what to do with it. And I feel like that's where a lot of people run into issues at because you can ask for a million dollars, but even if somebody were to give you a million dollars, what are you going to do with it? And and that's why people run into a lot of financial issues when they do come into that, like that sudden wealth syndrome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nurse Boss Shift. It's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones. And I'm Crystal P, the Beauty NP. And today we have an amazing guest, Tyron, who is also known as the Urban Nurse, to come in and bless us with some valuable information on financial freedom, you guys, and real estate. So Tyron, if, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the audience a little bit about you and about your background. Okay, so uh, my name is Tyron Tyson. I am a husband, a father. I've been a nurse for six years. I am located in Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm also a nurse entrepreneur. I have a wealth management uh, practice on the side of my uh, nursing career, as well as investing in real estate. Love it, love it. And so how, how long have you been a nurse? How long have you been a nurse? I've been a nurse. I became a nurse in 20s. I got my associates and I did a, a bridge program and got my bachelor's um, probably like three months later. So in 2017 with my associates and 2018 with my bachelor's. Okay. Okay. And so were you? did you have a background in, in any type of financial planning or real estate prior to becoming a nurse or what was so, that? No, 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 no. This, this, no. everything that you see today really started at the start of COVID when the money started coming in, but prior to um, mm. getting into finances and investing, uh, really prior mm. to becoming a nurse, uh, I was uh, a CNA. I really worked my way up from the bottom. So mm -hmm. I was housekeeping, became a CNA, uh, then became a nurse. And it was when COVID happened where the gates just kind of opened up. Okay. All right. And so you, what was the process? Like, cause I know one thing about just people in general, we, typically run from numbers <laughs> and anything that has to do with numbers, generally speaking, okay, I'm generalizing, but it's intimidating for most of us. And so when it comes to like being intentional about like investing or financial planning, we typically run away. Then you compound that with being a nurse. <laughs> we definitely run away because we think we could just work a shift and that can fill a void for whatever the things we that we want to buy. So tell me, how did that shift happen where you were like, I know, generally speaking, COVID hit, so there was a lot of money circulating, but like, what made you decide that sector? How did you go about that? So um, just like even as a kid growing up, I was always that hustler. Like I'm in the neighborhood going door to door, knocking, trying to shovel uh, snow or rake leaves. So I was all, I've always been money focused. I was raised by a single mother. So me being a, the you know the man of the house, I, I didn't want to ask her for anything. So that's really mm -hmm. always been like my internal motivation. Uh, but when COVID happened, like I was just like everybody else prior to COVID um, when it came to finances. Like I, I've always had my ducks in order. I've always had a financial advisor uh, coming out as a as a nurse, but I didn't I didn't know what they were doing. I was li just listening to the advice that they were telling me. Uh, mm -hmm. But when COVID happened, it really like that's when life really kind of changed for me in a sense of 
isolation. Like I was, I wasn't around my friends. I wasn't partying. I wasn't doing the things that were that really take the money away from you or the, the expenses that I, I really uh, was geared toward. And the money was coming in, and I was just trying to figure out. Like I had made my first money mistake when I when I did my first COVID contract, bought a brand new car, and I was just back home sitting on the couch, and I'm like, "All right, well, you just was in New York." slumming it out in a closet for three months and all you got is a, a, a new car and it ain't even it ain't even really the one you wanted you had to settle for this one. so it was like you know and that wore off maybe a month two months um and at, at that time i had paid for cash i was just like i'm just gonna just not have to worry about that car note so then you know after sitting at home for a while that second contract when the big wave came up and everybody was flocking to to texas and you know i had a buddy around that was that I had watched on social media. He was another influencer, but he was like always inside of a property, like always inside of a, a, a some type of development or something. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what's what's really going on? I know we getting money from code, but like, what, what, what's up? And he like, man, I'm doing sixties every week, like every week, and if they can give me more, I'm doing that. So I'm like. I'm going to take this opportunity with COVID and and I'm going to work as hard as I ever had to work before so I can accumulate and save as much money as possible. But then during that time, I was investing in everything. Like I'm, you know, everything was hot when everybody was making money during that time. Airbnb, vending machines, uh, anything you can think of, Toro. And I was investing in those things, but I wasn't, the, the math wasn't math thing because I was investing, but I wasn't getting back the returns that I where my expectations were. And it was, and this was like that first lesson, like, all right, you got to, you got to put your money into one thing. So that one from a, from a, just a, a, a return on your investment perspective, you can see how much money you actually are making from this and it can be calculated. But during that time, I'm like, I don't know where to go in this, this route. Like now I got the money, I don't know what to do with it. And I feel like that's where a lot of people run into issues at. Cause you can ask for a million dollars, but even if somebody were to give you a million dollars, what are you going to do with it? And and that's why people run into a lot of financial issues when they do come into that, like that sudden wealth syndrome. So mm-hmm. I got in the books and one thing that uh, like a, a old slave proverb, I call it, but my grandparents used to say to me, like, you want, you're going to you might have to bleep this out, but you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. And <laughs> It was just like, okay, this is where, this is, I started reading because I was in a a hotel for pretty much every day. I was living out of a hotel, started doing reading on um, how to, you know, just as far as financial literacy. And then once I started to figure that out, I started to do more reading on uh, real estate and really combining it. And I'm like, okay, it's not that hard. Like, I'm I'm like this, well, for me, it was, it was something that was intriguing. So I'm like, this is kind of a path that I feel like I need to go go down because now that I'm making this money long term, what what am I going to do with it to get it to the point of wealth that I want to build it to? And during COVID, I was saying everybody make the same mistakes over and over again, buying cars, investing in businesses, thinking that it's going to be a, a, a immediate turnaround, uh, taking vacations, just not doing appropriate things with their money and really like. I call it forcing value, trying to show that 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 value externally when I'm like, OK, this is the time where I don't have no intention on going back to, to school to get any advanced degree. I'm about to pay my tuition here and it's going to be through the experiences in, in real estate and being an entrepreneur. So that was really the process for me. 
I think that's so powerful, though, because um, be, working in COVID, I didn't. I picked up an eight week contract, right? Locally, I, I don't even really consider mine. It don't really count because <laughs> y'all who was in Texas and New York, y'all get it. Y'all definitely bugged it out because I'm in Cali. We got staffing ratio. I mean, like it's just different, right? Right, right. right. It was but but yeah. what I what I did notice though, which is what you're saying, like I don't think people realized the cost at the time. Like everybody was just like, oh, money, 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 money. But like, you mean to tell me that your health, your wellness, your mental, your physical, your emotional wellness all boiled down to this Mercedes or this Lexus that appreciates as soon as you drive it off the lot? Like it ain't even appreciate. <laughs> I'm sorry, that depreciates when you drive it off the lot. Right. That depreciates when you drive it off the lot. So you automatically lose money on it. Like I, I don't think it was thought out. And and I and I that takes a certain amount of perspective. One, realizing that it's not gonna last forever. And I feel like based on your your story, you thought that too, which was like, how can I make this grow and appreciate, right? Um, how can I make this grow and what can I do? So Seeing it and making the change is is something that I think is two different things and not everybody is willing to do. Right. And so when you say you went through this process, um, I think it's it's often missed because we are so busy chasing that we're not sitting up and we don't think like I, I picked up a week contract here. It was ten thousand dollars a week. That whole 80 came back here into my med spa. Like the whole, probably minus 5,000. I don't know. But like, I felt like everything went back into it and it wasn't even mm-hmm. something to think about. So now you get to that point And then when do you make the decision to actually put your money where your mouth is? Like, meaning like invest in that first property or whatever you did, hire a coach. I don't know. But like, when do you get to that point? <laughs> so I'm, I'm the type where once I get the idea and this is, this is a gift and a curse, but once I get the idea, and I do enough research and enough analysis to motivate myself and push myself to that point where I feel confident enough. I'm jumping in, not even like mentorship hasn't really been big in my life because I just feel as a, a African-American male, one, just in our community, everything is competition. And then the the pride of me to really dig into other cultures and communities is it's not really available. I don't have the access. So I, I I had to learn a lot on my own. And within, I want to say my first six months of traveling during COVID, I purchased my first two uh, rental properties back to back. So like one was purchased in March, the next one was purchased in May. Um, and I'm like, and, and it was just having that that pressure on my back. Like, listen, they don't know how the government work. And, and I'm, and what really like sparked my, 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 sparked me into like going this route was I'm like, all right. So I was just making $34 an hour started, did my first local contract and I was making like 60 something. Now you telling me they able to pay me 150 because of this pandemic and that's going on. Where's the money coming from and where is it at on the regular? And I'm like, it's no way that they going to give us this much power because we making as much as the doctors, the doctors getting jealous. They hating on us. The Everybody else hating on the nurses who who are needed, who are essential. I know they're not going to be kicking this money out for long. So I'm like, I'm throwing all my eggs in one basket. I'm doubling down right now, um, which was which would created that urgency because uh, I knew that it just couldn't last forever. Uh, so, like I said, it was a, about a six month turnaround. But. 
that was like really one of the most pivotal mistakes that I've ever made in my life as far as that's like you jumping out there and buying two mess bars at once. Like I didn't did the research. I didn't got everything. I'm going to get two. So that way I can double my return. I can stay in one of them. And then it's <laughs> and it don't work out like that because you and I shot myself in the foot in the last three years of my life have been like a hurricane and just it was that process of, of really weathering that storm and coming out on the end that has has put me in a position to be able to help others uh, one get to where I'm at now and then really excel on past you know to wherever they want to be at. Yeah. Now, was the difficulty in managing those properties, or did you or those properties that you had to flip, so you had to put more money into renovating them, or what ended up being your biggest hurdle that you learned uh, that you had to overcome? So I, I, uh, my biggest hurdles within the, once I got in the game was one, the, the financial aspect and not knowing, not knowing what I don't know and all the risk and uncertainties that came along with it, because every mistake you might take two steps forward, that one step that you take back is costing you money. And like I say, it got to a point where this was a two year process from purchase to now, um, getting them up to a point where they're refinanced and I fully own them because the route I took was uh, um, a specialized investing strategy called the Burr method, uh, which was very popular when interest rates were low. But, you know, I had uh, lenders on my back, like, you know, they need their money every month. And then after a year's term, the loan then pretty much restarted, but with a higher interest rate now. So now I'm paying, you know, 13% on 240 versus 120 so and just having that pressure and my my contract rates dropping at the same time it was just like mm. I, I now i got i got big boy problems but i ain't got the big boy money no more so mm-hmm. it wasn't really the managing it it was a, affording the obstacles that came along after the acquisition and the purchase of the property and because that was extended out over a longer period of time i'm thinking a three month, maybe six month turnaround at max. And it ended up being a year and a half trying to renovate two properties, one being a multifamily and the other being a single family. And then what people don't think about with its phases when it comes to real estate uh, investing. So you have your acquisition phase, you have your uh, stabilization phase where it's getting it up and going, getting renovations going, getting tenants in there, getting it rented out. Yeah. And then once you actually have it rented out and, and occupancy is at 100%, now it's t- we go on to the normal operations phase where it's just, you know, paying the mortgage and rent collection and the, the things that comes along with running a business day to day. but And then it's that last phase if you do decide to sell at some point in, in disposition. So, I was just worried about the acquisition and not really worried about the the stabilization of the property because now I still have uh, two properties, but one is 50% uh, has a 50% vacancy and the other one has only one source of of rental income because it's a single family. So I want to say that was really my my biggest challenge is kind of weathering that storm as the money was dropping. I had to then work harder. Um, And I'm one of those people where it's like, like this was one of the biggest lessons when it came to like investing in myself and being a, a entrepreneur, a business owner. Like I was constantly feeling like I was in the red, like everything, mm-hmm. any money that I came in was going back out, getting, getting reinvested. And when you in it, it don't feel like you invest in to get to this point 
now, it just feel like you just coughing up money. You just taking a loss, taking a loss and it affects you mentally. And it was getting to the point of not looking at money as like not look, looking at money as a resource versus looking at it as like, this is mine. This is my soul. Right, yeah. And looking at it really as yeah. a tool and, 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 and yeah. the resource that it is, is just a piece of paper. So understanding money going to come, money going to go. But what you're investing in is really that that long term, uh, that long term growth of the money. And then at that time, I really didn't know, like I was paying that tuition for the experience that I was gaining, because yeah. that's the, that's the that's the biggest cost of doing business, especially when starting off as a nurse entrepreneur, is that that debt of not knowing what you don't know yeah. and having to pay yeah. for that stuff. So. Omar, OK, so I, I must say okay. this is true for any entrepreneur like hearing you just reminds me of my business it's like yeah where you just you looking up jobs online like I gotta like this is way harder than I thought and I'm just gonna go to work and I don't have to worry about all of this so my question to you Tyron is why didn't you quit what was what made you not throw because I know you thought about it don't tell me you did you you entrepreneur you you so many times <laughs> so why didn't you quit I so yes definitely thought several times I mean I even put both of the properties back up on the market to just try to cut my losses while I where yes. you know walk away with something but yeah. I didn't quit because everybody the people who I did come around and share my experience with told me like yo this would come along with the game. Like this is the game. You're going to either play it or you're going to run away from it. And then you're going to be looking back and regret because you didn't finish it because you didn't get to this point. Um, and so I'm like, you know, if they can do it, I, I know I can do it, you know, because I, because I just had that confidence within myself. Like I am who I am and they're not about to be able to talk me out of this or I'm not a run, about to run away from it. Uh, but I also in the back of my mind, like, what do I have to fall back on? And my plan B is nursing. And I'd be damned. I'd be damned if I got to ride this life wave out being a nurse. Cause I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like even single swim, even single swim. Or, and when I just think of that plan B, I just think of myself, I got, I have a ER ICU experience. I'm currently a, a vascular access nurse. But when I think of nursing, I just think of that nursing home, that that nursing home environment and, and, and being there for the rest of my life and having to deal with everything nursing is, I, it's 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 no quitting. I can't. It's nothing else. I'm gonna have to do a, a complete career change if that's the case. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why community is so important, especially um, me with my business and just having those people you can lean on when times get tough to tell you that they've been through that. This is part of the game, like you said, and it kind of gives you that mindset mindset shift that you need in that moment to kind of turn around and and talk to your talk yourself back up again. So that's why I think along with coaching and I do think business coaching is so important, but I am um, so I don't even know the word just in awe of those who just 
do it on their own. Um, do it from nothing and just, like you said, read some books and say, I'm going to put my foot out there. And then you do pay that tuition, but also community, aside from business coaching community in the area that you're trying to break into is so important because you need somebody when times get rough. Because otherwise, like you said, you're putting the houses back up on the market. You're just trying to run away as fast as you can. But community is so important in entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I think people don't realize what's the alternative. Like, really, nurses. And like, do you really think you can do this forever until you're 65? Like, for real. It's like, this is a temporary Mm -hmm. solution. But you got to leverage it because especially in this climate, and I'm sure 50 years ago is probably the same thing, but we didn't realize it. But now we want to live a little too. Like we don't want to just work until we're 65 and retire. So I think people don't realize, like, what is the end? What, where do you, do you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this for X amount of time. And then I'm going to, there's going to be an exit. Like I'm going to have to go to per diem or like whatever. I don't think people thinking about that, but your body, you have no choice because your body is going to let you know it's time. And if you have not prepared an Agnes, if you have not invested anything, you are going to pay a hefty, hefty cost. And I think for me, I'm not telling everybody to leave the bad side, but I am saying get something on the side. Like put yourself in a position where you have the capacity to make a decision that fits you in your life. That's all I want. I want the decision to be able to have the power to say, I'm out, I'm taking some time, whatever, and not worry about money so much, right? And I think that's what people people miss. Now, you just painted a picture like there is no way. So what's, do you have an exit? Like, do you know, like by the time I'm in five years and 10 years, or what is your plan for like use, leveraging the real estate, um, your real estate investments to to make transitions in your life? Or do you have that already planned out? Yeah, so I so I got it. I got it mapped out, and it's really just been a, a, a ongoing uh, modification as life happens and, and as I as I learn. But initially, my plan was to create a real estate, a rental real estate portfolio that would generate me enough enough um, cash flow to replace my monthly nursing income. So once I got to that point, then it was kind of like, all right, once you get there, then then what are you going to do? Will you are you going to you're still going to have to like, I'm just, I kind of got to always work. I'm not going to really retire or take my hands off the wheel until I can't do it anymore because you got billionaires out there that still work until this day. And they work harder than some of the poorest people in the world. But so it's, it's like, I was thinking, you know, what I'm always, and this is another gift and a curse, but as an entrepreneur, it's always like, what's next? Cause now you got the real estate, what's next and what am I going to do? And I'm just thinking, I've, all, I've always been that guy when I'm on a unit, I'm on a contract where somebody's coming up and asking some type of financial information, whether it's regards to their uh, employee benefits, whether it's in regards to their um, their market portfolio, whatever. Once they hear or see me, because I'm generally in a book or listening to a podcast, I'm just out of the mix. So it's when you're out of the mix, they they want to know more. What, what are you? So what are you listening to? You always got your head. What are you reading? And once they figure that out, it just spreads like wildfire. So I just know that everybody doesn't have whether even if you do, you know, get into entrepreneurship uh, or you decide to continue to be a nurse or get an extra job. It's like I realize that the foundation of it, people do not know how to manage money because it is a Mm -hmm. skill. 
And it's, mm-hmm. it's a skill that people go to school to learn. I, I had to go and, and study and get my license and get registered with the state of Maryland and, and, and do all this stuff in order to create my, my wealth management firm. But I'm like, people don't know one, they don't know what wealth is. And then they don't know how to get to that point because to us yeah. being rich and the, the influence that we see from the world around us, the, the loud stuff, they think that's what wealth is when that's just, that's just being rich, but actually building wealth, it's a, a comprehensive process uh, that you have to hit from all different points, from the point of investing, from the point of saving for retirement, from the point of having an emergency fund, from the point of um, your insurance and, and risk management. Do you have enough assurance to where as though something happens to you? Your med spa is paid for everything. You just can sell and, and, and recoup the, the profit, like all those things for your, your legacy and the people behind you. It's a it's a process and it and it has to be broken down into manageable and attainable goals. So like getting to that point of all right, my first five years, um, and and I decided that's why I decided to build a business because I'm like, I'm 29 now, 39 going be going is going to come. Whether you know life is long, but it's, it's going to happen. Uh, willing that I stay healthy, but time is going to happen and things. Life is going to go on. So I'm like, I would rather take this five years right now, struggle, suffer, invest everything that I have to into a business versus putting everything into my, my real estate portfolio so that then the money that I make from my business can then get funneled back into my real estate portfolio and really creating that system because I realize real estate is going to take a while. It's going to take a long time and it's not a quick thing. People think like, you buy a property and then you just get all the rent. Like well, I may be making. That's what, yeah, that's what they say. That's what everybody <laughs> say on Instagram. That's what, I hate. that's what I hate. It literally drives me crazy and put me on this, this path and mission because that's what I felt for. I'm like, Oh, extra thousand dollars a month. Cool. But it's really, I'm really maybe only making 200, 250 per unit, you know? So mm-hmm. that's after everything is taken care of. So really uh, figuring out, okay, how can I, have something that generates me cash flow right now, and then something that's that long-term appreciation and, and really wealth building because 30 years, properties will be paid for. It'll be functioning and running itself, and it'll be a larger portfolio to where as though I'll have money coming in to fund my lifestyle, but then I'll also have money coming in to, to support the ex- expenses that me and my wife have in retirement when we're not able to work anymore. Yeah. And shout out to being 29 and being this like in touch with financial. Cause let me tell you, <laughs> I must've been about 38 before I even thought that far ahead. So shout out to you, Tyron. <laughs> you know what I realized? I realized it's something that like, you know, we not too, when we really look at our people and our culture, we not really too far into that, that building of wealth in those generations. Cause we went from, you know, slavery to now trying to get that really not too many years. So I know I feel like within my family, I'm that third, fourth generation that now I've gotten to that point where it's like I'm not having to. I've learned the mistakes of having a child early and and all those setbacks that are are, are so ritual in our community. And I'm like, it's a constant cycle. It just gets handed mm-hmm. down from generation to generation. And now that I have a daughter, it's like and I always knew at some point. I would have a kid, but I I don't, I knew how it was for me coming up. And my mom, she was a teacher, middle class, good life. But Mm -hmm. I still had to start off with a setback because 
I now have college debt. I had to buy my first house. And these are things that other cultures have already taken care of the genera- of generations past. So it was just like, you yeah. know, what am I doing all this for? You know, I really want to be able to leave yeah. something for my daughter so that she has it, yeah. really has it easier because she doesn't have to start off in the red or having to start off helping the people behind her and she can just yeah. go full steam ahead herself. Yeah. And it, and it does take having that foresight to Tyron, to be honest. Like it's, and I know it, it may seem like it just come easy to you, but it's that's not something that takes a lot of thought, right? Just even your whole process from when you were on a travel assignment, thinking ahead, like, where's this money coming from? I know it's not going to last for long. I got to figure out how to reinvest it. Like those are principle, life principles that 40 year olds don't even think about. I'm going to tell you the truth. And so it's funny that you mentioned, and this is just kind of a side note about, um, you know, the fact that how many generations we are as um, black Americans in the U S from slavery, because I feel like that about business owners. So for me, it's like, I am so forgiving until I can't forgive anymore, but I'm so forgiving of small business owners, especially business owners of color. Cause I know we didn't, we didn't get a, a alley-oop. We didn't get, we didn't start at, we started at negative 2030. We didn't start yeah. at even zero. Right. And so, but that takes a lot of thought. So I just want to like, seriously, that that's, that's a dope that you have that mindset. And to me, I feel like that'll translate definitely into you being able to mentor and help others. Because like you said, your tuition I call it my L's and my L's are lessons. And that's exactly how I look at it. And Crystal too, Crystal is also a coach and that's how we look at our businesses. It's like, okay, great. We have this med spa. And yes, but like, how can I help people get into this industry? How can I make it so that I am customizing this to my market, right? My market is nurses and giving them access to what I didn't have. Like I paid a lot and I mean a lot in blood, sweat and tears, but also a lot in financial um, investments to get to where I am. So how can I help people? And so I feel like that really is a true indication and that, that will definitely translate into you helping others, right? Coming from exactly where you come from, which is segueing me into the next thing. So tell us about what you have to offer. And I know it's not exclusively for nurses, you guys. Tyron made that clear at the beginning, <laughs> but it is for people who want to fi- to be financially better off, right? And so please tell us a little bit about about your program and, you know, who it's for. Okay. So I'm a a licensed financial advisor, but uh, the word financial advisor is so broad. um, But more specifically, I'm a financial planner. Uh, And what I did was um, created an independently licensed um, wealth management firm registered with the state of Maryland. So not associated with any banks, any insurance companies. Like I'm a independent, I'm an independent artist right now. And, 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 really building my own business up from the ground up. So I'm just like a, a Fidelity, a Schwab, Data Beyonce's and the Drake's. And I'm, do you know, the, 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 uh, you're SoundCloud no limit artist. from the beginning. No, you, yeah, yeah, you're I'm no limit. limit. Yeah, I'm in the beginning. Yeah, I'm in the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So I now, one of the biggest issues when I started, I, I was trying to really figure out, okay, how can I, because one of my biggest pet peeves is the people that are selling their wins on social media, uh, especially within the healthcare space. Because mm-hmm. even whether somebody become joins your mentorship program, they still got to go through that process on their own, and they can't call you every time they end the fire because it gets to a point where they got to fly the coop on their their own. Uh, so realizing that 
Same with real estate. Once you get in it, you know, the things that people sell you on social media and how easy they say, you can't look to the right or left and say, hey, you ain't tell me about this. Like you didn't say this was a possibility to have. And you said the money was going to start flowing in and people get kind of left with, you know, holding the bag. And that's what can really turn people away. So me during my real estate process, if I didn't have the financial foundation that I created subconsciously, unknowingly during my first couple of years as a nurse, I would have. I would have, I would have lost I would have lost everything and I would have been out. Um, but I did have that cushion and I did have those accounts set up and, and, and capital available to really get me out of a hole that I put myself in. So knowing that I'm like, you know, people want to get into real estate. People want to figure out ways to make more money and they see what they see on social media and not really knowing everything that comes comes with it. And I want to be able to, one, help people purchase their first. Well, I, I say I want to help. Healthcare professionals become better real estate investors because real estate investing is not just the purchase of the property. Real estate investing is not just being a landlord. Real estate investing is not just putting the 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 the, the content up on social media. It's actually running a business. So having that that financial foundation one coming in, and then for those people who are established investors, now I'm sure you guys can understand when it comes to the finances in the back end and really integrating that into your personal finances and your personal life, because we don't want to mix business with our personal life. So at some point you want to integrate and really have a plan for how is this, I'll say mess ball, because that's majority of your audience, but how am I going to pass this mess ball onto my family? Am I going to sell this mess ball at some point? Like, what am I going to do all the way down the line? And it's that legacy planning and that estate planning incorporated into that financial planning because, okay, I'm working full time as a nurse. I got the, this, the real estate stuff, money coming in. I got money going out there. I have money coming in from side gigs that I got as a nurse. And all of that can, can become a lot. Paying your bills at the same time, paying other people's bills, it can become a lot. And a lot of people don't have the bandwidth or I feel the systems in place in order to I'm all about efficiency. So in order to efficiently do that so that we're not creating another job for ourselves, we're actually mm-hmm. creating a business and a sustainable business. So it's really that process of helping people really streamline their process. One, whether they're an aspiring investor from the beginning or if they're an established investor and really helping them because everything is about about scaling. You know, you want to have mm-hmm. multiple mess bars, you want to have multiple properties. But in order to scale, you have to have a a, a a solid system in place mm-hmm. in order to uh, effectively do that. So really helping people from that standpoint, like, listen, it's people who don't have, who, who don't have enough, uh, who, who don't have a thousand dollars, $2,000 in their savings. And they're trying to figure out how to get into real estate with no money down, or they're trying to figure out how to start a business using credit card debt. And it's like, I'm here to tell you like, whatever you see on social media, whatever you see on Instagram and those mm-hmm. ads, it's, that's not real life. You, you gotta be, you gotta pay to play. And and if you're going to play, it's also about staying in the game, too, over the long term, because mm-hmm. I don't want that failure of having to go back to nursing because early on, I, I didn't build a, a legitimate business um, real estate wise and something that then is going to circle back around and I'll be able to bring it back into my personal life. Because I believe in the money that we're making off real estate right now. Let's not put that towards taking trips, taking vacations now, being able to buy us the designer stuff. Let's now reinvest that and use that money. And now let's create more. Let's create a, a bigger army of, of, of money, of dollar bills to then 
put in the market to then be able to make a higher percentage back on that. So it's really helping people figure out the strategies that best work for them using the resources they have to get from point A to point B. How do most of your clients find you now? So now I'm full transparency. I'm getting it out the mud right now. I'm still from the bottom right now. I have done a lot of uh, prospecting calls, but now I'm figuring it out, figuring out what it takes to be a, a business owner, entrepreneur from this aspect, because I'm wearing so many hats from from compliance to marketing to creating the content to getting the content published and figuring out what's, what's the strategy going to be from that. Creating my, my my marketing funnel to to really build that community and get those people that I can engage with who are my ideal client avatar. So right now I'm just like I'm doing right now, just uh, really reaching into other people's network and providing as much value as I can um, to mm-hmm. just wake people up. So. You know, yeah. I hope my words that just because you want to start a med, st- a med spa, just because I'm not, it's not real estate, still understanding that mindset and, and the, the mentality required. Uh, so I just, right now, I'm just building as much uh, brand value and, and notoriety from the value that I'm sharing. And, you know, th- they say that the student always finds the teacher. So right now, yeah. I'm just, I'm planting the seeds right now. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that's good. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I tell a lot of my mentees, I say you 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 you're not going to start your goal when you first start should not be to make money. It should be to become an authority. And then the next thing should be to get your case studies. Right. If that means, hey, give me one hundred dollars and I'm going to blow you up. And now you got that to follow you everywhere you go as your social proof. That is a huge win. That's going to pay you dividends over time more than, oh, I'm charging what everybody else is charging. No, but you're not where everybody else is yet. So you want to get those case studies, build yourself as, as an authority and it's go. Like you, you show that you've been able to help people who are, who are your avatar and the same ones, mm-hmm. same ones that you're trying to attract. It's easy. Like everybody wants, especially in the financial space, because we all, that's a challenge for most people. So if you're able to do that, like you say, the student will find the teacher, they will show up. So I love that you're putting it out there and just, you know, brand awareness and establishing yourself as an authority in this space. And I also love how you branded yourself as the urban nurse. So is there a significance to that? Why it's the urban yeah, nurse? Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, big significance. So, <laughs> you know, when I, I, I like to think that I'm one of the, I'm not going to say founding fathers, but early on when the, the content creation, when Nurse Mo was big and, and, the, the nursing space was, I think, early on getting into social media. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I got to me. I'm always like I like to be a character, an alter ego. Um, you know, how Beyonce got Sasha Fierce. So I was trying to find mm-hmm. something like that because I know, like, you know, I'm about to walk into these environments and they don't know who I am. They don't know pretty much about me, but they all they're going to see is the color of my skin and, and, and whatever mm-hmm. is associated with that. So. I, mm-hmm. I don't really I didn't really see too many black male nurses. And then when I say black male nurses, I didn't see too many alpha male from the mm-hmm. streets. Like, you know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying it yeah. can can fit into any crowd and not just yeah. of one subsect. If, if you kind of get what I'm saying. Yes. So I'm like, yes, you know, I, I, I wanted to brand myself and, and use that as something to bring other brothers like yeah. myself, because early on in there, I'm thinking like. It's money out here to be made. It's not too many of us. You know, brothers can see is women around. You, you know, you get to travel, mm-hmm. like come get this money. And I'm, you know, I wanted to be the urban nurse, but I also realized like 
anytime somebody's referencing my community and where I come from and a lot of the hospitals, especially the big learning facilities, the level ones are in the dead center of what they call urban environments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the hood. It's the city. And yes. Mm-hmm. The urban nurse, you know, that's 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 me. That that was it's just kind of how it came together. So, um, yeah. but that then transitioned right. to me getting into into nursing, learning that it's not peaches and cream and it's not a place for you. And I'm mm-hmm. and then it just became that became my my narrative as far as you know speaking about nursing from a, a raw, honest, and uncut perspective from the perspective of a black male. Yeah. I think that's a, such a unique perspective too. So I love that you you have you've identified that and have that spin on it. And I and I think that will allow you to attract those who identify with your journey and who find it relatable, right? Um, I think I can say most nurses are looking for a way to, if not leave the bedside, definitely tap into other um, avenues where they can grow. You know the money that they're working so hard for. So I think that that's great. So mm-hmm. tell, so are you the urban nurse on all of your platforms? Is it are you so on, on, on um, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Tyron Tyson, um, but everything else, the urban nurse. Okay. And the last thing before we head out, what is, so if there are some people who are interested in, in investing in real estate or possibly going into real estate, do you have a book or so one thing that you will recommend them to do right now that can help start that journey? So specifically for people wanting to get into real estate, I I don't have one specific book, but there is a platform called um, Bigger Pockets. And this is a real estate investing platform and community on Facebook. They have um, their platform. There's a community and forums. But anything real estate that you want to know about, they have the information there for you. I started listening to all their podcasts. I bought all of their books, read them front to back, and also joined the community, um, joined the pro, got a pro membership, joined the community, and just engaging via Facebook and through the forums to Ask any question I had. I don't care how stupid it was because you can do post anonymously, uh, read through old people's questions, join their their um, their lives, join their webinars and just utilize that as a, a resource for anything that I needed to learn. Uh, so I would always direct people towards bigger pockets. And I was looking at actually looking on my phone because Crystal, was that the same one? The other nurse we interviewed? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm following. She yeah. she told us she's a, also a real estate investor and she's a nurse. And she told us that same. What, who was it that we interviewed, Chris? I, I, I don't remember what her um, handle is. But yeah, she was on and she was like, she bought her first property just from listening to that podcast. And mm-hmm. being a part of a pro mem- person or participant or member of their yeah. group. So that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. I can tell I heard them. Okay, you guys. So if you're interested in, in, in um, real estate investing, yeah, this is this is free. Okay, you guys go and listen and subscribe to the podcast and then also join the group. But also follow Tyron. And is it going to be yes. a program or are you going to just offer um, like calls like one-off calls do you do you so, know what it's going to be so i'm building a, right now um 
I'm, I'm gonna answer your question, but I'm also I have a, a face a private Facebook community called the Healthcare okay. Landlords Network, uh, which is a community for uh, aspiring um, healthcare real estate investors and established healthcare real estate investors who are essentially going to become or are landlords, and just that's our space, our community to share our experiences, connect, grow, um, and, and 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 thrive together. But um, with my financial planning practice, it's it's, it's not a, a program. It's very, I know with me creating this business, I want to work with specific people that I know that really want mm -hmm. this. So it's really a long-term relationship starting off, depending on where you're, you're at in your financial journey, creating mm -hmm. that that plan. And then we're meeting on a quarterly basis. I mean, we have unlimited okay. access to me at any point, but we meet on a quarterly mm -hmm. basis to go over all your uh, investment and uh, market reports to go over your analysis of your cash flow statements from your, your real estate. Or if, if you're trying to get in at the basic level of income and expenses. So I help everybody on, on every level, even when it comes to you know, your retirement benefits. So investing into a 401k or Roth IRA, uh, sorting out mm -hmm. your employee benefits. So anything that you really have um, money wise, uh, I help in that yeah. sense. Or if I can't, I have a, a network of CPAs, uh, tax advisors okay. that can help in that sense. Insurance brokers uh, who can help you make sure you have the appropriate amount of insurance. And the thing with me, a lot of other people usually get commissions from this, but I'm a, a fee only fiduciary. So my my interest is in in the client and, and putting your interest first. So if I were to refer you to an insurance broker or refer you to a tax advisor, somebody to do tax planning and your uh, tax returns, I'm not getting anything off of that. It's really mm -hmm. I'm sending you to the best person I think is. I'm sending you to someone who I think is best for you. So mm -hmm. that's really how that goes. It's an ongoing relationship, just like if you have a business coach or somebody, I like to compare it to LeBron James and his 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 manager. So mm -hmm. helping you be the best nurse that you can be so that everything else financially is really taken care of and any questions you have mm -hmm. along that way. And as life happens, we modify and adapt too. Okay. And if they want to work with you in that capacity, it's just a matter of uh, sending you, how are, how are you yeah. having to reach your ZPM right now? Or so right now uh, on all my, uh, really on my uh, social media, my um, Instagram platform and my link tree, there's a link to uh, schedule a call with me. Um, if you join my Facebook community, you can reach me there, send in a DM. It's mm -hmm. really just about um, getting on the same mm -hmm. schedule. Uh, I can send you guys my Calendly or there's access on my platforms to where you can just book uh -huh. a call and, I'm um, really right now that first call, it's a, a non-obligation call to where though we're just sitting down and I'm figuring out what your picture looks like right now. So it's a free strategy call really um, mm -hmm. to figure out where you are, where you're trying to go and how I could potentially help you if I could serve you in that way. Okay. Okay. Love it. Love it. Well, Tyron, thank you. So look, we went over again. It's been an over going over day. So my apologies for keeping you over the time, but you have so much value. And I definitely think that those who are listening will be able to really, really get some true value out of this, uh, this podcast. So thank you so much for that. Anyway, so thank you so much, Tyron, for, um, for joining us again, you guys make sure you follow him on his platforms, reach out to him 
And if you, we all should be trying to get our finances together, especially at the, this is 2024, you guys, and sure. everything is just so unpredictable. So I think it's, this is now more than ever, one of the most important times for us to get our finances in order. So thank you so much, Tyron, for joining us, everyone else. Until next time, you guys, we're still going to continue to bring you guys the dope people who are doing dope things. I should say the dope nurses who are doing dope, dope things and who also yes. had the nurse ball shift. All right, you guys, take care.